Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast is part of the MedEd Media Network at mededmedia.com. This is the MCAT Podcast, session number 26. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome back to the MCAT Podcast. These last several weeks, we've been covering questions and going over the questions, and we're going to continue that. We've been getting a lot of good feedback. Uh, The only negative feedback we have received on these podcasts is that they're not long enough. So we're going to continue on, and this week is no different. All right, Brian, we've talked physics, we've talked biology. Now we're going to dive into the the psych social passages. What do you have in store for us today? Yeah, Ryan, so one of the things we've talked about in the past about what you need to really have mastered your MCAT prep is a good background in experimental design. You know, how are experiments uh, structured and how do you interpret the statistical data and, and all that? Uh, and the AMC has really emphasized the idea that being understanding experimental design is important throughout the whole test, but especially in the psych uh, section. Uh, so what I've got for us first is a couple of questions from a psychology passage taken from the Next Step Diagnostic, but specifically two questions that talk about experimental design. Um, So let's actually start here. Again, if you have the handout, go ahead and pause the podcast for a second and and read your way through the passage. If you don't have the handout, check out the show page to get it. But for now, I'll read the questions for those just listening. So question number two, as one step in the statistical analysis of the effectiveness of the CHW interventions, researchers calculated the average percentage of postnatal care use found in 10 randomly selected groups of 50 mothers. How could the researchers have increased the power of their analysis? How could the researchers have increased the power? Answer choice A, examine 15 randomly selected groups. Increase the length of questions on the survey used. Select groups comprised of CHW using mothers only. Increase their rate of random error. So that last one, increase the rate of error, you can just toss out right away because that's never going to be good for an experiment, having more <laughs> random error. Um, and now th- this question asks about CHW, which the passage told us was community health workers. And so you might think you need to start going back and really analyzing the passage for this. But in the end, we want to remember a very simple fact about experimental design, which is um, you are going to get data that is um, – Uh, overall statistically more significant if you get more of it, assuming the underlying phenomenon that you're investigating has any validity to it. So in this case, the question said 10 randomly selected groups of 50 mothers. 
And the very first answer choice was, well, what if you examine 15 randomly selected groups of subjects? And that is the right answer because that's just the classic way to do uh, a better study is, is gather more data. And that would end up increasing the power of the analysis. And so answer choice A is the right answer there. So this is really a discrete question hidden in a passage. Yep, absolutely. Like a lot of the ones we've been seeing on this podcast, almost every passage comes with one or maybe even two questions that are mostly just based on the question itself and your outside knowledge. All right. So read the question. And, and I, I, let's, in, in case somebody hasn't listened to past episodes, which I highly recommend you do, your recommendation is to skip the passage, read the questions first, and figure out if you actually need to go back and read the passage, is that what you would recommend? Right. Yeah, well, typically I say skim rather than skip, and, and skim meaning very quickly, you know, 60 seconds or less, just to see, like, okay, what is going on here? Uh, not analyze every step in the experiment, but, oh, I see, this is a sociology experiment about social networks of, you know, prenatal women. Let me glance at this table here really quickly. Less than a minute, maybe even less than 30 seconds. And then go to the questions. Absolutely. And every time you answer a question, you always want to um, – you know, read it carefully, figure out exactly what the question is asking you first to figure out whether you even need to go back to the passage. And then if you do need to go back, go back and do as much reading as necessary. Maybe that means look at one figure. Maybe that means read the whole passage. But don't bother reading the whole passage until you're actually going to get paid for it, until the question is actually going to reward you for doing that reading. <laughs> until you get paid for it. I like it. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times you see these AMC passages where you can actually answer all five questions referencing one paragraph and like nothing else. It's like all that time you wasted analyzing that whole second experiment, you didn't get paid for that at all. <laughs> I'm going to steal that moving forward. Thank you for that, Brian. There you go. So let's take a look here at question number three. So that's – now, now this one we are actually going to have to go back to the passage. So it says – it is found that respondents who were Minoshi members and who listed Minoshi CHWs as a part of their support networks were significantly more likely to exhibit MN, optimal MNH behavior. That's uh, maternal neonatal health. The CHW, community health worker, presence is an example of – okay, so again, they were members of this program, Minoshi program, and they listed the health workers as a part of their support network, and they were more likely to exhibit optimal behaviors. So the presence of the community health workers is an example of a confounding variable, a mediating variable, a moderating variable, or an independent variable. So again, this is another experimental design. We're going to have to go back to the passage and look at you know, how the experiment was put together so we can figure out you know, what the presence of these Minoshi CHWs did. And then we have to know the definitions of these various types of variables. So for those of you who have the handout downloaded from the show page, we're going to take a look at the um, second paragraph here. Uh, for those just listening, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and read the second paragraph because this is where it starts actually describing the experimental construct. It says, researchers looking to test this hypothesis wish to determine if the introduction of CHWs into the social networks of Minoshi members mediates changes in maternal and neonatal health best practices, MNH. So there you go. Just the first sentence telling us how this experiment was put together. Researchers looking to test this hypothesis wish to determine if the introduction of CHWs into the social networks mediates changes in maternal health behavior. 
And there you go. It, just by finding the right sentence or right paragraph where they described it, they actually told us what the CHW, the, the community health workers, did. It mediated the effect on behavior. So again, when you look at the answer choices, confounding, mediating, moderating, independent variables, you can jump right to answer choice B, a mediating variable. And in fact, this question ends up being not even so much a, a, a knowledge question about science or even a knowledge question about constructing experiments. It ends up just becoming a pure reading comp question. Did you go back and find it, read the exact language used to describe the experimental setup, and then they, they used the word mediating in the passage, and there you go. It's a mediating variable. The thing that I think is so interesting here is that actually the overwhelming majority of students on our Next Step Diagnostic get this question wrong. Something like 75% of students get it wrong, and most students actually pick independent variable. So that's a case, so again, Ryan, you've mentioned this idea of, of you know, med students getting so nervous and having so many ideas swirling around in their head that they end up kind of just latching on to the wrong thing. Whereas if you can just kind of, you know, chill out for a second, take a breath, you know, go look up what it said in the passage, sometimes the MCAT will just hand it to you like that. And when they do, that's a gift. you got to take it. It's these questions that I, I remember that I, I would just want to bang my head on the table when reviewing my test. Be like, why was it so easy or why why would they do that to me to make it so easy don't they know that i'm trying to make it as hard as possible for myself <laughs> right exactly and it's it's you know i always like to remind people that the mcat is written such that when you review it afterwards every single question was gettable maybe it didn't know a fact Maybe you didn't, you know, interpret a, a graph correctly, but there should never be a question where once you know the right answer, you, you argue with it. You should be like, oh, right. Well, I didn't know that. And I know it now. Or you, like you said, you bang your head on the table. Like, are you kidding me? It was right there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So next week, more Psychsos questions. All right. So there you have it. Another MCAT podcast in the books. If you are on an iOS device and you do not subscribe to this podcast through a podcast app like the podcasts, official Apple podcast app, you should. And you can do that very easily by opening up that podcast app. If you don't find it on your phone, search for it in the app store. It's hidden there. If you removed it, it's still there. Open it up. Search for MedEd Media. That's M-E-D-E-D Media with a space in there. And all four of the podcasts that we do at the medical school headquarters, you will find. And you click subscribe, and every week this podcast will come to you. Do me a favor while you're in there. You can leave a rating interview as well. I hope you have a great week. But before I let you go, I want to remind you that Next Step Test Prep is known for their one-on-one tutoring. But did you know that they have a huge set of MCAT prep books and 10 full-length MCAT practice exams that you can buy separately. So go check them out. That's nextsteptestprep.com and use the promo code MCATPOD. That's M-C-A-T-P-O-D. Save some money on those practice exams and and save some money on their tutoring and their awesome new course as well. Again, that's M-C-A-T-P-O-D, all capital letters for that coupon code. Have a great week. We'll see you next week here at the MCAP podcast.